Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I decided to do a few podcasts that are a little bit different. I'm going to share scenarios that I've been dealing with in my consulting life. Here's what will happen. I'm going to read the scenario. Then I'm going to ask you a few questions to get you thinking about how you'd approach the issue, the problem, the dilemma. That's it. I just want to get you started thinking about how you'll tackle these issues when you're faced with them. The first one is titled, Is There a Place for Me? So here's how it goes. My concern with all of this EDI emphasis is that there won't be a place for me. I hear about making space and leadership for women, for people of color, for marginalized people, for everyone but me. I keep reading about the need to offer patient care in a culturally sensitive way. I'm not even sure what that means. I treat all of my patients the same. And then there's this push to make sure that our research includes all these different groups. Frankly, I'm tired of this. Sure, we can be more tolerant, but do we really need to pay so much attention to all of these different groups? We're really all the same beneath our skin. I'm worried that in the effort to advance these DEI, EDI, whatever, whatever you want to call them, those agendas that less qualified people will be put into roles that they're not even ready for. I don't feel like the voice of a 60-year-old white guy can be heard in this new world of DEI. It's like we've become pariahs, and I get tired of being blamed for every injustice in the world. Is it really my fault that I did the hard work of advancing my career and other people didn't? If I say this out loud, I know there will be repercussions. I'll be labeled a bigot, a sexist, and any other negative term you can think of. So this is a real dilemma. It's a real problem. It's a real issue. Lots of people are thinking these things and feeling this way. What would you say to this person? It's real obvious that they're feeling marginalized may be threatened by the emphasis on DEI. Their feelings are real. They're very real and very compelling for them. Would you be able to be a courageous listener and really hear how they're feeling? Would you be able to offer other perspectives without minimizing how they feel? What language would you choose? It's important to understand that everyone isn't on the inclusion train. How are you going to build bridges with people like the guy in this scenario that I just read? Let's move to the next one. And this one's titled, I'm Getting Mixed Messages. The executive team of my university has come up with a great statement of inclusion that identifies our core values related to DEI. They've put out press releases and had a series of mandatory workshops for some people, but not for everyone. I think the workshops were just for people who have direct reports, and that doesn't include me. I've been selected as the DEI vice chair in my division. This sounds great, 
and it might look really good on my CV. But here's the problem. There's no budget for me to do anything. When I ask about funding for speakers, resource materials, translators, and other things that I need, the answer always comes back to a lack of funds. So this work is supposedly of vital importance to the institution, but there's no money for it? Hmm. Some of the chairs are asking me if I'll develop and deliver education sessions. I am in no way equipped to educate on DEI. I have a passion for it, I care a lot, but I can't be the educator. I'm constantly getting educated on the nuances of DEI myself. My other frustration is that I have a title and no staff to help me do anything. When I ask about it, it's the same thing. No money in the budget for this. The public message is that we care about DEI and we're advancing a progressive agenda. The message I'm witnessing firsthand is quite the contrary. Hmm. So if you were in that person's shoes, how would you get it across that just because you have a passion for DEI issues, you're not equipped to teach them in the organization? How would you help senior leadership understand that they have to put their money where their mouth is? How would you help them realize how important it is to align organizational propaganda with organizational behavior? Those are some critical questions related to that scenario. And let's move to the next one. And I think this is going to be the last one for this podcast. This one is titled, There's Too Much Activity. Some organizations aren't doing enough to create justice, equity, and inclusion. Mine is doing too much. We have a speaker series. We have affinity groups for LGBTQI, Asian Americans, African and African Americans, Latinos, Native Americans, for everybody. We have a survey almost every quarter. The surveys are supposed to measure the climate of the organization. We've created all of these new DEI officers. We've got mandatory training. We've got voluntary training. We have new awards for champions of DEI. It is exhausting. It's also unfocused and, in my opinion, unsustainable. Is there a such thing as a strategy for all this work? I think it's all important, but I don't think what we're doing is going to make a lasting difference. If you look at who's getting hired and promoted, you don't see much evidence of a commitment to DEI. My question is whether all of this scattered work is really making a difference. I also wonder if any of it is driven by an intentional, thoughtful strategy. I don't know who to talk to about this. I don't even know if I want to take the risk and talk about it at all. Well, as you get ready to ponder that scenario, I have to tell you that this is one of my big hot buttons. I see too many organizations doing scattershot approaches that don't have a strategy, don't have objectives that are measurable, and don't have ways for building accountability. But this is not my time to vent. This is my time to ask you some questions so you can think about it and decide how you tackle it. And my questions are really about how you'll bring order to chaos. How will you help other leaders understand the importance of strategic planning as it relates to DEI? 
how will you help them understand that in order to infuse DEI into the very marrow of the organization, it needs to be treated as a strategic priority? How will you help them understand that change is a process, not a series of loosely connected events? I want to wrap this up. In all these scenarios, courage is a must-have. You can't be spineless and address these issues. You've got to be willing to have difficult conversations, to confront, and I mean confront in a constructive way, to confront things that are misaligned or contradictory in your organization. In all of these scenarios, relationships are important. Having tough conversations requires the ability to establish mutually respectful, mutually trusting relationships. I I just think that's fundamental in bridge building. In all these scenarios, in each of the three, it's necessary to get past emotions and deal with what you're really grappling with. The mistake that many DEI champions make is that they get so wrapped up in their feelings that they can't advocate effectively. I'm saying that you have to get a grip and move the conversations forward. You have to have clarity of thought and intent to be taken seriously as an advocate, an ally, a champion, or a partner. Here's what I'd like for you to do with this podcast. I want you to share it with a few other people. Then I'd like for you and that group to sit down and discuss multiple approaches to each of these three scenarios. After you've thought them through and talked them through, weigh the pros and cons of each approach. This activity is going to help you to be prepared when you encounter similar situations, because you will. Remember this, we're all on a growth journey when it comes to DEI. Forgive yourself when you make missteps on the journey. Use these scenarios to prepare yourself. One thing we know is that these scenarios are real. You'll face them or something very close to them at some point on your path. Stay committed. Stay focused. Stay the course. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.